Do you love the idea of personal growth, but find the practice of it exhausting? We get it. We're Brandon and Megan Giggling, growth coaches with the mission to put the personal back in personal growth. If you want a new way of growing into the next version of you without the frustration, guilt, and overwhelm, you're in the right place. It's time to rethink your growth journey and make it into something that works for you. You in? Welcome to Growth Reframed. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Growth Reframed. We are so happy you're here. Whether you happen to be watching us over on YouTube or listening through your eardrums from any other source, we are happier in <laughs> you're happier part of this conversation. Last week we talked all about expressing your creative juices and using that to get yourself out of wherever you are or just to like be able to kind of stretch and flex that muscle. So if you haven't given a listen, please go back and give it a listen. This week, we are talking all about the common personal growth things that everyone (laughs) seems to say. And we think they might be a little overused. We are going to dive right in today. So I'm just going to tell you the first one. I'm going to hit you with it. Just be positive. Now, listen, there is nothing wrong with many of these things we're going to talk about today. Just be positive is not like a terrible thing. But here's why it's overused. It's overused because there are certain times when you should not be expected to be positive. There are certain times when you should be allowed to have a feeling that's not happy and joyful. You should be allowed to express sadness and anger and frustration and all the other things that come. And sometimes the answer is don't, it's not just to be positive. Like sometimes you should be able to have a feeling and not have somebody come at you with just be positive. And we overuse it in personal growth so much because we think everybody should just be great all the time. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's the definition of toxic positivity. Uh, and that's like the, the just really going against the whole idea of being positive all the time. I and mean, we talked a few weeks ago on the episode about happiness and the fact that you're not supposed to be happy all the time. We talked about Inside Out, the movie Inside Out with Joy and the other characters and how they're all needed in your life. And trying to avoid them and trying to just force that smile on your face and say you're positive it's, it's not helping anything. It's actually hurting you because you're blocking yourself out from expressing your true feelings. Now, I'm not saying if you're having a bad day, you go around letting every person you interact with know it, but you also, with the people you love the most, the people you're closest with, and I've fallen into this cycle, you don't share it there either. You just constantly feel like, well, I'm supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be positive about this. So let me pump this positivity even when I don't feel it. And first of all, that's a lie to yourself and to everyone around you. Second of all, it's not doing yourself any favors because you're actually, if you're forcing yourself to be positive, you're not actually letting that emotion set in and you're not able to resolve that emotion because if you're like, well, no, I'm just positive about this and you never, you just keep pressing it down and pressing it down. What you press down will always come back to the surface. And so being positive about it all the time isn't going to be the way to go. And also it's a dangerous thing for you to say to other people too. It's also, if you're telling other people to just be positive, you're almost belittling their experience. You're making it seem like it's just something they can get over by just being positive, by just getting through that tough time with nothing but a fake positivity. And I just, ugh. sometimes the answer is not to tell other people how to do it. It's just to let them be where they're at. Yeah. Actually leads into our next one of, of 
faking it until you make it. A lot of times you'll see stuff, and especially if you're trying something new, they'll just be like, well, just fake it until you make it. Just keep faking it until you make it. First of all, I think that highly discounts the journey uh, and showing the journey. Over here at Growth Reframed, I fully believe in showing our journey and showing that we are starting we're starting from the bottom. We're starting from zero and we're trying to build this thing up and we're bringing you all along on that journey. But I'm not trying to sit here and tell you I have a million followers and I'm doing this and I'm taking my picture by a Ferrari and I'm like on this vacation and I'm doing all these things and, and pretending like that's real. And we live in a very pretend world where most people's reality is not what you see out in the world with their public persona is not what's going on personally in their own lives. And I've known a lot of people that their social media looks like they are the happiest person ever. And on the inside, they're completely miserable. And so faking it till you're making it is one, it's not showing the journey at all. And two, it's not allowing you to be real or true or authentic at all either. And it's not that there's never a place for faking it till you make it. I mean, there have been many times in my professional life, especially where I have had to fake it a little bit till I made it because as a leader, you have to show that strength. It doesn't mean you can't also show the vulnerability alongside with it, but you can't freak people out all the time if you're the leader. So there is some some level of fake it till you make it that's okay in certain circumstances, but I truly believe that we do overuse it in the personal growth space a lot because we're always just trying to pretend that something is further along, that something is better than, that something is not quite as it really is. Right. And you're trying to put put out there that you have it all figured out. And then that toxic belief passes along to everyone else that interacts with your stuff or you as a person. And they think, well, you know, man, Meg and Brand are raising kids and they have a full-time job and they're doing this. So they're finding the time to do it. So then I should be able to find the time to do it. No, that's why we're being real and authentic. That's why we're trying to build real community with you by telling you, no, sometimes it's a crapshoot. Sometimes it is not like that at all. A lot of the times, by the way, it is not like that at all. A lot of times I feel like I'm just surviving and I'm not necessarily thriving. And I can be honest with all of you about that because I think that helps. I think it helps to hear that, that you're not alone. But if you're constantly saying, you know, faking it, then you're not also asking anyone for help either. You're preventing yourself from getting any help with what you need and saying, well, I should be able to just fake my way through this thing. And there's plenty of things that maybe that'll work for. And there's also a lot of other things where that will not work at all. I love that you brought that up because my thought immediately went to like mental health. You can't fake it till you make it if you're struggling in a mental place, like no. struggling with mental disorders. I can't even think of the word I'm trying to use. Depression, anxiety. That's what I mean. You can't just fake fake your way out of it. You're not going to wake up one day necessarily and it's going to be magically better. Like you might have to be vulnerable, whether that's with a therapist or a friend or somebody else or a doctor, you might have to be, I don't know that you're going to just wake up tomorrow and it's all going to be okay. That would be a miracle if it was. And I'm so happy that that can happen for you, but that's probably not the reality. And so that's a dangerous place to be is just, I'm just going to white knuckle this and fake it till I feel better. So I just want to turn that direction for a second. But the next one is never giving up. When we tell people to never give up, we're actually, and I think we talked about this actually, maybe. Yeah. Like, maybe a, month, recently. like a month ago, yeah. we talked about, we talked about the, of quitting and yeah. just the negative connotation to quitting. Right. And it's the same idea. Yeah. So never giving up kind of like makes you feel icky about having a thought that something might not be for you, that you might've made a choice that's not the best for you and it's not okay to take it back. 
it actually is okay to take it back. It actually is okay to quit. Now, that does not mean that you teach your children to try ballet or soccer for one time and give up because they didn't like it on the first time. That's not what we're saying here. It's not that you go out and you try something as an adult and you give up one time. But there are times when you have given it the effort, you have given it your all, you have given it enough time and attention that you know deep down what it is that's the time that it might be time to give it up. When you know that something's not right, it is not sitting well, you do not have to keep with that for the rest of forever just because you started it. That's not fair to you and it's not fair to anyone else involved in that process. Yeah, and it, it doesn't allow you, if you're like, if there's only one option, if you're like, well, I have to do this because this is what I've done. Okay, but then like you said, you're feeling it in your soul that that is not what you should continue doing, but then you continue to do it. How will you feel when you continue to do something and pursue something when you know that you shouldn't be doing it? You got to have some level of discernment in it. You have to think about whether it's working or not. And by the way, no matter what it is you're doing, you get that choice. You get to make that choice of whether that's something you want to continue or not. Don't be that bad gambler who keeps pushing in the chips as something that is clearly not working. You don't have to do that. You can actually look back and say, yeah, I tried that. It worked for a time, but it's not working for me anymore. But if you're sitting there with the attitude of never giving up, going back to what you were just saying about the depression and anxiety or faking it to me, that idea, well, okay, then how are you ever going to combat that? How are you ever going to get by that? How are you ever going to get past that? No, throughout my depression, anxiety journey, my therapy journey, I had to give a lot of things up. I had to give up a lot of ideas that were built up and storing up in my head from past stuff that wasn't serving me at all. And I had to become okay with the fact that that was no longer going to be a part of who Brandon was. That might've been who he was, but that's not how he's going to be in the future. And I don't want to continue on that cycle. Well, in order to do that, I had to give things up. But if I would have believed I could never give things up, it would have been worthless for me to go to therapy. It would have been worthless for me to explore because I was exploring, finding out what wasn't working. And then if I continue to push myself into all of it, and by the way, I fight it every day because it's one of my tendencies, then I'm not ever going to get past it. I'm never going to heal. I'm never going to have renewal. I, I can't. Yeah. And another thing just kind of to piggyback off what you were saying about your therapy and your growth journey, there were things that you temporarily gave up. Mm -hmm. Like you temporarily gave up running. You temporarily gave up recording this podcast. We both did because there was a time and a place that you needed some healing. You needed some rest and re rest and restoration. And sorry, I said restoration is a restoration. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> me up. Like, I knew oh, what no. you meant. <laughs> Oops. Okay. But anyway, you needed that. And so never giving up would have meant that you didn't take a break. You knew you were always going to come back to it. But if you would have been like, I can't even temporarily give it up, that wouldn't have given you the permission to do the healing that you had to do. Yeah. And I had to give myself permission for that the whole time. Absolutely. Yeah. The other one that comes to mind to me is, and this is a big one for me, is follow your passion. Just follow your passion. And what do you think is the next question every time a personal growth person or anyone tells you to follow your passion? How in the heck do I find it? Because you might say, well, I'm passionate about this or that, but how do I make a career out of that? How do I do that? Like when someone says follow your passion, you know what they're doing? They're implying that it's super easy and clear to find your passion and that everyone else has their passion. So why don't you? And what is that for you? And 
I despise that because I tell my kids that all the time. I'm like, yeah, I don't know what I want to be when I grow up either because I don't because I believe we're all a work in progress. I believe what I'm doing right now is great for me right now. That's not necessarily what I'll be doing next year or next month or next week. I don't know. There's certain things that I can change, but a passion, (laughs) the other piece of that, and I want you to speak this too, it's like, you don't, you don't just find your passion and then you're done. Okay, cool. Check that box. I'm done. I found my passion. Cool. I'm set for life. No, y'all like you, you change, like you change and grow as a person. And so your passions are going to change too. Well, and the other dangerous part about that is we tend to, in the personal growth space, we kind of equate it with like the next career move. We're like, okay, now that you found your passion, if you did, then now you have to find a way to turn it into your career. False. You actually do not have to turn it into your career. There is no rule that's like, hey, once you know what your passion is, you're going to turn that into your next moneymaker. No, bro, you can have your day job. You can make your money any way you want to and still have the passion in your life. You do not have to find a way to leave your nine to five to pursue your passion and monetize it. That's not how that works. Some people, yes, that's exactly how it works. Some people have a very clear passion. They find that clear passion. Once they have the passion, then guess what? They go after it. They monetize it. That's their new income. That's how they build their empire. Awesome. I'm so pumped. That is amazing for them. That is not necessarily our journey. That is not necessarily your journey. You might work forever at whatever you're doing. You might be a banker. You might be a teacher. You might be anything. And you might also have a passion that's not related to any of those that you pursue on the side. And that's perfectly okay. We do not have to follow the, do you know your passion? Yes or no. Okay. Now that you've finally done the passion thing, now you must monetize. No, that Mm -hmm. is not okay. We should not stop. We should stop saying that. Well, and I... I just have to speak to that because I fell into that trap so many times because I'm like, well, it all comes back to money. If I'm not making money doing it, then I, it's not worth me doing. And that was a negative self-belief that I had. But in that, like say my passion was, you know, volunteering at a food bank. Well, how am I going to make that my career? Like that doesn't mean that I have to go then figure out how to make millions doing that. But I know in the personal growth space, it's like, well, now that you know what you want to do and what your dream is to do, then now you need to go monetize it. Like you said, you said it beautifully. And and that's not the case. Like you said, that's great if that's what you're doing. But I think we get stuck in the cycle of not being able to appreciate what we currently have. And then like when we are pursuing other things, we think that has to be the main thing. And by the way, it puts a ton of pressure on the other thing because then it's putting all this pressure on your passion to say, well, now this thing's got to make me a couple hundred grand or whatever number you put to a million dollars, whatever people throw out there. Then it's putting all this pressure on something that you enjoy and it's robbing it of joy because you're tying money to it, which doesn't even necessarily have to be the thing. Right. And I'm glad that you touched on that part too, because there is a little bit of a danger in that, that if you focus so hard on the money part of your passion, that it just won't be your passion anymore. And you'll have to go search for it again and find your new passion so that you can repeat the same cycle. Sometimes it's better to just let the passion be the passion and just enjoy that for as long as it's going to be rather than having to restart your passion every time that it becomes more about the money than it is about the enjoyment. Right. I'm sorry. I'm reading this last one that's coming up y'all. And it just makes my blood boil. It is like, it is, uh, there's so many things wrong with this one. I feel like it is the most overused thing in the world. 
and I'm prefacing it hugely because it just is the it it's everywhere, it's in everything, it's across all careers and everything else, and it's to hustle and grind. Just hustle and grind and you will be guaranteed success. If you're tired, if you're overworked, if you feel like you can't do it, you just need to work harder. Like, yeah, well, you know, if you just work harder, if you just pushed harder, if you just worked 90 hours a week, if you just sacrificed everything in order to make it happen, and y'all, there are people out there that will literally say, if you do that, you'll have success. Screw that. That is so toxic, y'all. I don't know about you out there, but like I'm working a nine to five. I'm working on this podcast. I'm doing those things. I'm trying to raise two kids. I'm trying to have a relationship with my wife. I don't need to continue to push and pursue and hustle and grind to make it happen. Now, when I say that, I'm not saying you don't do that sometimes, but there's got to be a balance. Meg, we try to teach ourselves that. Mm-hmm. We're like, when, when we're off on a day, we're like, well, we got to do stuff for this podcast because we're off doing our other stuff. Like, we'll go on a trip and we're like, well, we got to figure out how to work in some stuff because we feel like this stuff comes up. Like, you need to hustle and grind. And we live in this hustle culture of never rest and never sleep. I'm sorry. I could go on all day on how toxic that is and how just backwards it is because then you can never have rest. You can never have peace in your life because you're constantly pursuing the next thing. And when is it going to be enough? And at the end of it, do you think that if you make it to that million dollars that you're going to pat yourself on the back and that's going to be enough? Do you really honestly believe that? Because then it'll be 5 million and then you'll get there oh, and it'll be 10 million. Of course it will. Look at everyone else. <laughs> right, right. I think Jim Carrey said it. It's like, I wish everyone could be a celebrity so they could see that it's not everything that you make it out to be. You could use the same thing. I wish everyone was a millionaire so you could see. It doesn't like, how many people, rich people, do we need to see like miserable or losing everything or having all these problems before we realize that that's not the answer? And it's just such a difficult thing because I just think about anyone that I know that's out there working their butts off. They're working hard. And say they come to me and they're like, Brandon, you know, I'm... I'm working really hard and, you know, I'm tired and I'm exhausted and, you know, I just, I need your advice. I know you can help me. And I'm like, yeah, well, the thing is you're just gonna have to work harder. Like that is the stupidest advice you could give someone. They're already miserable. They're already destroyed. And these ideas push me into therapy, y'all. Oh yeah. I was just going to say like, it's a, it's a very real struggle in our everyday life. Like, even though we know we know that it's a dangerous thing, even though Brandon's so fired up talking about it because he despises it so much. Even though he despises it, he's fighting in the good fight every single yeah. day, just like I am, because it is not going away. Like it is, we do not live in a world where it's okay to rest. We live in a world where you got to sign up for everything and do everything and be everything for everybody. And if you're not doing that, there is guilt. If you're not doing that, you're just be you're just being lazy. Quite frankly, like that's how it feels. Like mm-hmm. Brandon said, I mean we're going on a vacation and we're like, should we just take the laptop or in some cell phones and maybe a microphone or two, just in case we get inspired because you know, really on the way we should kind of probably record a few episodes. Like I get, it won't be the greatest audio quality, but like, should we just do it anyway? Like there's a time and a place for that. Yeah. If we're really behind, maybe we need to do that. But there's also a time for us to just be like a freaking married couple, frankly, Mm -hmm. like there's time when we just deserve to go on a vacation and sit on a beach and drink a pina colada because we say so and we shouldn't have to have our laptop 
next to us in case inspiration strikes or in case we feel the guilt of needing to do this. Like there are times for rest and it's just, even though we know it and even though I know you know it, it's just so hard to get there. It's just like fighting constantly with yourself about how to do it because it feels so unnatural and so icky to Mm. not grind all the time. Right. And it's literally the recipe for burnout. Yeah. Literally. If you want to be burnt out, just continue to hustle and grind in the face of exhaustion and right. stress and worry. Right. And we tell people who are depressed and anxious, well, just work harder. No, they can't do that right now. They're already at their breaking point. You're going to push them over the top. Right. And we live in a world that's in a mental health crisis and we're telling them to just work harder. And if they weren't so, they weren't so dang lazy, then maybe they would right. do it. And by the way, there's no guarantee of anything in life. There's no guarantee of anything. If you sit there and pursue and work just as many success stories as there are, or the people you look up to, there's also people who you've never heard their name who did the same exact thing and they didn't get there. There's no guarantee that at the end of it, if you just continue to work harder and longer and never sleep and never rest, that you're going to be in a place that it can make a difference. Mm -hmm. Like I was just listening to our boy Trent Shelton. He was interviewing McConaughey. All right, all right, all right. And they were talking about if you could, if someone could give you $10 million, would you take it? Of course, everyone raised their hand. Yeah, I'll take it. Then they're like, what if that could give you $10 million, but it meant that you had no peace at all, that you could have no rest at all? Would you take it? Of course, nobody raised their hand because no one wants that. We want it all. We want both things. And sometimes you have to relax and let go of some things that you could potentially continue to hustle on and allow yourself to rest because you know that's most important for what you're trying to do. Just because like you're in the midst of opportunities doesn't mean you take every opportunity. Take one opportunity. You don't have to take them all. Like you said, Meg, the problem is you hustle in all things. You're not only hustling at work and hustling on your side hustle, you're hustling at the PTA meeting. I mean, you're just like, I got to be involved everywhere. Otherwise, I feel bad. And it took years for you to be like, if I can cut a check, I mean, people can judge you on this. I guarantee they will, by the way. Yeah, they will. Go 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 ahead, haters, bring it. If I can cut a check for it, sweet, I'll do it. If I have to actually show up and do something there, I don't like I can't do it and I'm and I'm not going to do it and I'm not going to let anyone make me feel guilty for doing it. Yep. But the whole philosophy of this leads you to that. And I'm sorry, I went off on a huge tangent. No, no, no you're good. It you're is good. like, oh, this one, I'm literally sweating right now, y'all <laughs> thinking about this because this was my life. If you want an idea of what it does to hustle and grind and put a smile on your face and fake it till you make it and be positive and all these things that we're doing, never give up. If you want to see what that looks like, go back to our therapy episode, go back to our other episodes. We talk very in depth about the fact that it does not work. It does not work. The world tries to tell you and it leads you down a path. It is a lie. It is a lie. It will not work. It'll lead you to exhaustion and burnout. And I don't know how many people we need to see it happen to before we realize that just because a lot of people are saying it doesn't make it true. Amen. <laughs> I feel like we need to let you cool down. I feel like it's a good place oh to end this goodness. episode. Oh my goodness, yes. So I need to sweating. go get a ice water. I need to go out and get some fresh air. I don't know, y'all. I'm sorry. I get fired up about this stuff. <laughs> Uh, if this episode touched you, if you know of someone who this would touch, go ahead and share it with them. Make sure to share it over on social media and tag us at Grilled Reframed. We love y'all. We'll see you next week.
Thanks for listening to Growth Reframed. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. We would love to connect with you, so shoot us a DM on Instagram at Growth Reframed. We love y'all.